Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Paranormal Concept Show. I'm your host, Paul Rook, and as always, we are joined in the studio by the original evil queen and boy wonder, Richard Clements. Boy wonder. <laughs> <laughs> by the original evil queen and boy wonder, oh, I like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one and only evil queen herself. Oh, Jeff she's here in the house. <laughs> yeah. Still the evil queen and rocking it. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that's Love right. It. Uh, just had to do that. Key on your toes. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you two been this week? I've yeah, been really busy. well. <laughs> Kerry's been a bit frantic, but I've, I've had quite a relaxing sort of week to date, but uh, just getting all ready for when we all go off on our little adventure next weekend. Looking forward oh, no, to I can't, I can't wait for that. But yes. I, had to do, I, I had to launch a full-scale rescue today. Okay. So that was really good. I dropped my ginger man, gingerbread man in my coffee. Oh, oh my God. So I had to get him out before he drowned. Yeah, too right. Yeah. <laughs> than a drowned gingerbread man. You don't yeah. want one of those, no. That that's the sort of day I've had today. <laughs> I like that that was the most pressing thing in your day was that you're drowned gingerbread man. Absolutely, you know. I tell you, I ache from head to toe from all the work I've been doing. <laughs> and it's not <laughs> over yet. <laughs> we're only on Thursday. Oh yeah. We're only on that day. <laughs> yeah, that day, yeah. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, whatever it is, I don't know, Tuesday. Where am I? What day is it? God, I don't uh, know. Yeah, I think by the time this show goes out, it's Tuesday. Yeah. Just putting it out there. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I think I they realise that we do pre-record these by now. Yeah, I think so. Well, they yeah. do off that clanger. Well, the, the amount of times we make the mistakes and it's like, what day is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, what, what an evil laugh that is. And that, that's sort of brings us to what we're talking about tonight, isn't it? The uh, secret societies and the evil laughs. Well, I kind of think with this one, I, I, when we looked at, we, we've talked conspiracy theory um, over the last, God knows, you know, every week we reference something <clears> along <throat> these lines, haven't we? But yeah. I kind of, whenever someone talks about this, I kind of always think about what's the end goal? Like the new world order, the Illuminati, you know, you hear these terms thrown around and I think, what's the end goal? Because at the end of the day, right, they kind of got it. We all well, work. We all work for taxis. We all spend generally more time at work or asleep. So work and sleep take up the majority of the time. The rest of it is like incidental. And we pay taxes, so we're paying into them. What? What is the? You know, I, mm, tell me, guys. I can't quite. You know, control. Kind of got it. <laughs> they've got it right yeah well you know they sort of say well they can track and they know where you live you know well well of course they do i mean the government know and know where i live i mean it doesn't take a lot for them to find out you know they <laughs> you sign a form every year on the census everybody <laughs> to say where you live or the majority you know, of people do or you know sort of certain people from certain industries can track where you are you know well they can track where you are i mean you and most of us carry a mobile phone and don't think anything of it hmm. <laughs> yeah well, I mean, i'm like 90 percent of the time you're on payee I've, yeah, I've often sort of spoken to some conspiracy theorists in the past on certain sort of things so i and my and my end thing is goes right you've convinced me i'm awakened Yes, I've woken up. Now what? And they sort of mumble a bit and then go away. They don't quite quite know what to do with it. Yeah. No, they just uh, you're back to sleep again. Yeah, that's right. The thing is, what what also gets to me is what can you do? So even if this was out there, even if this was true, some of the things we talk about tonight, even if the, these things were real, right? What can you actually do about it? You're Nothing. Not- <laughs> there's nothing i can do i mean yeah i can be aware of certain circumstances and, and and all right so i don't trust the government right but what but okay so i don't trust the government but what can i actually do about that because if if you if you're like the only one that goes against everything that society throw at you they just look for the one person that's not rolling with society. It's almost like saying, oh, I'm going to find out where you live because I know what door number you are. And you go, well, I'll take the number off my door. You go, well, I'll look for the one without the number on the door. Mm. I mean, there are certain certain times in history where things that have actually happened, and I'm I'm talking, I mean, we we spoke about this last week a little bit regarding the, um, uh, the death camps for Germany Mm -hmm. when that was first put out word did get back to the governments but ultimately that it wasn't believed by the general populace that that's what the Germans were doing Mm -hmm. right it was conspiracy theory put down Mm -hmm. to another um, black propaganda 
scenario, mm-hmm. but it was actually happening. And one voice is important in those circumstances, atrocities yeah. that do happen under those circumstances. Those are the circumstances that just one voice can make a huge difference, you know, by bringing the truth to people. But when we talk about some of these other conspiracies, I don't understand, particularly in the COVID situation that we've had recently, I don't get it. I don't understand the conspiracies of that. Why would they want to ruin a worldwide economy? Why would, I just don't understand when they, I, I just don't understand that. Do you know it's, what I mean? It's all to do with control and they want to control the world and the finances and everything. Mm. Mm. It's just the root of all evil, isn't it? Mm, it we, certainly is. But where did this all begin? I mean, we've talked about varying um, things and a lot of these, did, you know, delve into societies, secret societies, you know, groups of powerful, influential men and women that can affect the changes and cause these kind of conspiracies or or things to to come up. But so we wanted to look into the, the background of this little bit. So we started off with obviously the Illuminati, right? I think it spans far, far further back from because it is literally about control at the end of the day, isn't it? And even from cavemen days when one caveman might have the secret fire, it was a secret, oh. wasn't it? At the end of the day, do you not think it's important though that certain, do you not think it's important though that certain governments should keep secrets? Oh, yeah, of course I should. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, especially along, like, the military sort of angle and stuff, because you can't sort of publicise everything, you know, you complete military sort of sort of happenings and stuff, because, you know, it, I mean, we, then it wouldn't be secret, would it? I mean, uh, I, I can see both sides of the argument, because at the mm-hmm. moment... The way we are at the moment, we are different countries, and each country are protecting their fellow people from other countries. When we evolve and move on from that, and we become one race, then no, we shouldn't have too many secrets. Um, okay, we might need to keep secrets for defense, planetary defense, if it ever comes to that, and we find that we're not alone in the the universe um but at the moment because we are separated and we got that country divide then i don't see the problem having secrets government secrets we put these people in power to act on our behalf so when they're all in um when when they've got all the facts from their advisors and they make the decisions that's what they're paid to do mm-hmm. they're not paid to then go well actually I just need to check with the 17 billion people in my country before I make a decision. We've already put them in there to make that decision. Do you think, though, that there's an apathy? I mean, you say we've put them in that position, but when you look at the last, I think, the last UK um, voting, Mm -hmm. government voting, was only something, the turnout for voting was only something stupid. It was something about 30% of the population. So only 30%, not the majority, only the majority of the 30% that voted mm-hmm. actually But then, you know, it, it is down to the people at the end of the day. And if you're going to put someone in power in that position, 
then the whole country should vote. But because some of them either can't vote or too lazy to vote or they're working for whatever reason. Or maybe they know, look at the government choices and go, they're all as bad as each other. It doesn't matter who gets But then either. one of them's got to be put into that position. So have a vote, have a say. That's why we have this voting system. I do think that there's an apathy about that um, because people have lost faith. In... But then it's no good saying, like, it's no good not voting and then saying, well, I don't agree with putting, I don't know, Conservatives in power. Well, mm. if you didn't want the Conservatives in power, get your arse down to the voting Ooh. station and vote. Yeah, but at least try then, and use your voice. But then you get arguments, as we've seen in the, the latest Amer- American um, thing about voting rigging and stuff like that. We know <clears> that <throat> that's gone on in the past. We know yeah. that also, we also know that people are influenced by um, market, various marketing techniques that we used. I mean, people oh, yeah. have gone to prison for that, haven't they? Oh well, yeah, I think you know if that stuff goes on and there is evidence to prove that fact, then I mean I I don't know about much about the US um, policing system, but over in the UK, obviously it'd be the um, position of the police to investigate it. Um, I don't know whether it's going to be like a federal. Would it be a federal case? So that'd be well, the FBI, it... or the CIA, one of those, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't know, but having watched. Um, I mean, you know, you watch some of these spy dramas and stuff like that. If that is even a taste of what goes on and what they deal with, then I'm sorry, but I don't want to know. I, I just don't want to know. Go ahead. Do what you have to do for to keep my family and my country safe from terrorism. And Absolutely. And that, and I know that's... atrocities are, are caused through that, but it, it's such a difficult one to pin down, isn't it? Mm. I do think the world is is full of factions across mm. the globe. I don't think there's any cohesion at all. Um, I don't believe there's one group that is running the show behind the scenes and pulling the strings, as it were. <laughs> no. um, I just think we're all rudderless and we're all living from day to day and reacting. It certainly can feel than, like that. <laughs> yeah, I think we're reacting rather than... Um, you know, like we react rather than proact. Mm. Does that make sense? I, I mean, when when um, Donald Trump was in, uh, had the presidency, um, he set well. He put the idea together of the space force. Yeah. Mm. See, whenever you say I, that, I just think of that television, uh, that Netflix series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I no, can't I, get I, my head away from that. <laughs> I think it would be quite a good idea to have some sort of some space force. Not for aliens, because I don't particularly believe that they're going to be out there probing people's backsides and things like that. Um, but maybe for some sort of like planetary defence from asteroids on collision courses and things. It'd be like a giant game of asteroid from the 80s. Um, <laughs> you know, well, I, but I, I think that that force, that space force should be a planetary wide force not just an american one the problem with that that i can see yeah is that you would never guarantee it would just be for threat from outer space 
as in asteroid or something like that it would at some point somebody would use it we've got enough crap going on on the planet let alone off planet and we haven't to be fair there's not enough of a threat from said asteroids and stuff at this well, again, stage that, that's something to that worry. I would, that's something that we wouldn't know about because it's down to the government to make those sort of decisions and if well, they to see be fair, need, if they see a need for a space force then maybe why not do it but I, I think though, if it was a big asteroid you know preparing oh, they, would tell us. they would not tell us no of course they wouldn't of course they wouldn't they're <laughs> not the going to tell us that there's like an extinction level asteroid about to hit the earth and um god could you imagine what that would cause gosh it's only we've got not enough drivers for petrol at the moment and everyone's gone crazy for petrol i mean you know oh we're going to go into a lockdown oh quick let's all buy toilet rolls what the heck was that about everybody Just saying. <laughs> oh, no. i mean gosh you know Let's get our priorities straight here. (laughs) We need toilet rolls and petrol, everybody. (laughs) I I do think, again, going back to the Space Force, it's more about planetary defence. So the whole planet, every country should have a say in how it's run. That wouldn't work, though, would it? No, but that's sort of the level we are. As I said here, we are, we're still in our factions. Great Britain, Mm. America, Russia. You, um, Australia, you know, we're still in all our factions protecting our own fellow countrymen. Mm-hmm. And until we evolve to the stage where we think of ourselves as humans, a human race as a whole, mm. that's, you know, the, the Space Force thing I don't think is going to work too well. No, I don't think it would work too well. I mean, I always, um, I don't know, I just, there are certain, I mean, I do, when the conspiracy theory comes up, yeah, yeah. I do kind of try and look into it a little bit, right? Yeah. I, do, yeah. I do a little bit, not a lot. I don't delve too deeply into that world. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Because I can generally see two sides of the coin. I could, I could generally see a guy, okay, so I can understand people's concerns, yeah. but I can also understand why that may be looked at. Yeah. It, does that make sense? And I'm not talking. Yeah. Um, I'm not talking about there are certain other um, conspiracies out there that I think should be broken. I think you know, like Pizzagate. If that was honestly a child trafficking ring, that needed to be sorted out. Yeah. Quite frankly, because that is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Right. So those kind of conspiracies, yes, <laughs> by all means. However. The problem is that these days we ha- we have access to, to information, a lot of information. If you're going out with an agenda, you will unconsciously pick out factors in whatever document or video or whatever it be that you want to believe. It's confirmation bias. It backs yeah, up is. your perspective, your belief. What happened... Mm-hmm. In regards to Pizzagate, is it all centred down onto a pizza shop, right? So you know, a pizza restaurant, and they believed that that's sort of where children were being trafficked through, and it okay. hit high-ranking um, officials in America government, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say how did that work? Like buy one get one free a Tuesday or something. No, you'd phone up and put your order in and certain pizzas would give a certain criteria for what child you wanted and that sort of thing. Well, 
a lone person who believes the conspiracy ends up going in to save the children into this pizza place and shot a few people because he was trying to save the children. Because he believed, honestly believed, that there was child trafficking going on through this pizza place. Okay. Completely unfounded. Yeah. Completely unfounded. <clears throat> now, I'm not saying something like that wasn't going on. And this came down to um, Hillary Clinton emails. I mean, that was really involved. When you look into that, it's really, really involved. <coughs> yeah, okay. But it all came down to this picture. It absolutely terrible, the situation. And those things, I do think, need to be broken if mm. that's going on. Yeah. If that yeah. is that's the case, yeah. I mean, that's obviously a really big crime and needs mm. to be investigated. But when we start looking at things like the moon landing... Mm-hmm. You've got to look at the political situation. I mean, the, the moon landing in itself, right? Did we or didn't we land on the moon? Well, firstly, look at the political situation that's going on. And then you go, right, okay, well, Stanley Kubrick was supposed to have made a film, right, yeah. of the moon landing. Well, I'm not being funny. If I was an American and I was going, right, I've put everything on, it's going out live, you know, what if it all goes horribly wrong? What are we going to do? Well, we don't want to lose face. We don't want to, like, broadcast to millions of people around the globe that these people have just died on their attempt to get to the moon. i tell you what, we'll get a film made. <laughs> so if worst case scenario happens, we'll cut to that and no one will know. <laughs> yeah. And I none will be the wiser. Exactly. So I can understand why people would see a conspiracy there because they have got things that show up that would look like we didn't do it. But you talk to talk to the people that did it how disrespectful to the people that actually achieved that which was a phenomenal achievement back in 69 it's great you know i can understand a backup plan plan b (laughs) (laughs) and there have been tragedies with the space program in that in that respect Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, wasn't it 84, 1984, mm-hmm. when Challenger exploded? Mm-hmm. Mm. So they yeah. didn't have a plan B for that one. No, they didn't at that particular time. No, but when they, the importance of the moon landing in regard to the space race and the Cold War and Russia and all of this, the political implications on that was different, completely different and more in, important and technically involved than the Challenger. Yeah. yeah, and that's what you've got to start looking at. So yes, there probably was a conspiracy in case there was a plan. You know, a plan B. I'm not saying that, but as to whether we did or not at that time, I think we did. I believe we did. I believe well, I had yeah. plan B, which is where some of this information comes from. So it's those kind of conspiracies that I I kind of have more of a problem with. Yeah, because I can see both sides of the coin on that one. But then we get into, uh, there's so much regarding political manoeuvring that we don't get to know from an outsider or that's ever going to be released. Yeah. I mean, how many CIA documents are redacted beyond belief? Like, oh, you know, we're going to release like a million CIA documents and blah, <laughs> blah, blah. And then you get them out and you can read like the and of you can't even like work out. You can't work out anything. You try holding it up to the light, and you know all those kind of things. You know, can we see the words behind the words, uh, behind the redacted? Of course, you're not. Mm-hmm. They're going to let you yeah, know sure. exactly what they want you to know. The Kennedy assassination, another one. 
those documents were sealed you know certain things are automatically sealed for however many years 50 years was it or 75 i, I don't know oh happens. i think it's about 75 years of kennedy assassination but they that they keep pushing that back don't they they keep pushing it back right well okay so you, I could understand there being a conspiracy regarding that scenario. Certain factions within the political spectrum at that time, at that time, yeah, wanted that war. He didn't. So, yeah, I can understand there being a conspiracy behind that. But that's it. Although it's a massive deal in regards to, oh, God, we're going to kill a president. Yeah. It's also non- they got what they wanted yeah when we talk worldwide conspiracy like the recent coronavirus situation i i honestly you know it was man-made it got released doesn't matter if it was man-made or not yeah at the end of the day there's a lot of chinese people living across the globe the backlash on the individual small person who runs the chinese shop down the road is not fair on that person so they're not going to admit that to the worldwide population yeah and also you've got to remember that's not just about it might have happened in china but there was other countries involved in that Mm. yeah because we don't just do things on our home turf and keep it we outsource a lot oh of course we do america was involved in that particular laboratory there you know we probably were to be fair do you know what i mean there's a lot more to it than just saying, oh, China should be held accountable. Well, not being funny. They've suffered as much as we have. The whole world has suffered through that. Yeah. It, it's incidental mm. whether that was man-made or not. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's a situation oh. that, yeah, okay, that shouldn't have happened, but it did happen. We have to deal with the consequences of that. Mm-hmm. The I mean, man if, it, if it wasn't if it wasn't going to be the COVID nineteen, it would have been something else. Exactly. I mean, look look at all the research that they're doing, like in the North Pole and the South Pole regions and stuff, and they're digging up core samples and the amount of um, you know diseases and viruses that they've found in the ice mm-hmm. that have been you know frozen for thousands of years, and they're they're still discovering new ones. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. You know, if any of those got out. We wouldn't be able to cope with them. I know. I mean, it, there was a whole Bill Gates was involved. You know, oh, yeah, he said it out because he wanted to prove a point. No, he's foresighted enough to, reckon, you know, recognise that the biggest threat to humanity is actually a pandemic. Mm. I think the biggest threat to humanity is humanity. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. I think we're fools to ourselves if we, you know, you try and blame it on, on here, there and everywhere. But... Yeah, I think it's it's one of those, isn't it? But yeah. let, let's look into this. Let's look into these secret societies that are running the world behind the doors and, and pulling the political strings. Um, yeah, let's start with girls. No, let's start with boys. No, girls. <laughs> it was in that song, wasn't it? Girls run the world or whatever. It'd be a different world if we did, as I'm telling you now. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to find out because I'm going to watch that. Um, Last Man Why or something, isn't it, on Netflix? (laughs) Let's see what 
so, what right. makes the women so, leave? <laughs> <laughs> there was an old Ronnie sketch, wasn't there? When the worm <laughs> turned and it was women who ruled the world and poor old men were in skirt. Anyway, that's a totally different. That's <laughs> going back to the 1970s. Right, so let's have a look at the most famous, I think, is the Illuminati, isn't it? We hear that coming up quite an awful lot. Yeah, that's one that's, ban- that's banded around a lot. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, apparently, it came into being in 1776 as the Order of the Illuminati or the Bavarian Illuminati. Mm. Now, it's not, it is a secret society, so not huge amounts that are known about it, but apparently it started with five members. Yeah. Okay. Now, these would be, you know, we, we talk big names on this one, Rothschild. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And that's usually a good one to get the juices flowing. <laughs> <laughs> but these would have included like dukes, literary men, all who opposed the Roman Catholic Church's power over science and philosophy. Now, I can understand that. You've got the Roman Catholics in power and anybody who was doing, you know, academic work, science or philosophy or things that that questioned the roman catholics kind of didn't survive very long right yeah so they would form these societies which uh, the the illuminati you said is the most famous of them (laughs) but there were several others floating around uh, and and about this point in in history as well yeah well i mean at one point even christianity was a secret society Because when it was made um, illegal to practice Christianity in the Middle East and stuff, a lot of people would use symbology. Yeah. Oh, you're going right, right back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's it's not a new new it's practice a, at all. No, this isn't a new practice. This has been going on where you know, like the people in power at the time, you know, thwart, should we say, any different ways of thinking they think that different ways of thinking is a threat to their own their own power but so this is kind of where the situation was now a guy called adam washhopt who was a german philosopher Mm -hmm. i don't know if i said his name right no i don't think so but we just call him adam from now on (laughs) 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 now he was chair of canon law at the university of ingolstadt um, which was largely under the influence of the Roman Catholic Church. Now, <laughs> his position in, in, in the university, basically, had always sort of been occupied by priests. Right. Right. But then he was made the dean of the university. He was only 27. Yeah, quite a young lad. Yeah. He was a very young lad, a very young lad. Now... Obviously, the priests weren't too happy um, because he's young, you know. He was given quite a lot of power. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, they they fought over the church's intolerance and bigotry. And so, basically, he's now on a balancing board. He's in this position of power. He doesn't want to lose his own position of power. Thanks very much. Lovely. 27. Great. So he's got to play the very diplomatic balancing act, right? Yeah. He's got to keep the priests, the priesthood, Roman Catholics, happy. 
right? But yeah. he also wants to pursue his own philosophical work. So he kind of decided that a little secret group of like-minded thinkers would fit the bill. Mm-hmm. And do. also, as you do, but also with the mind that maybe if he could gather enough people in enough influential positions and power that they could eventually sort of like change the balance into more their way than the Roman Catholic way. Yeah, sort of change so the balance or sort of like, yeah, confront yeah. them. Yeah. So uh, he wanted to be a Freemason. That's a whole different story, everybody. But he didn't have enough money to pay the fee, right? Because it always involves money, right? Oh, absolutely. And also, everyone knew about the Freemasons. So he thought, yeah, well, I'll yeah. make me own. Freemasons weren't secret enough for him. Clearly not. Mm. But also, I think, you know, it, how frowned upon would that have been by the Roman Catholic Church? Mm-hmm. So the Illuminati was founded in the year 1776. Now, it is pretty commonly known that many of the founding members were also members of the Freemasons. So we've got George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, John Hancock. These were all notable Masons, right? So you get that kind of membership, then that kind of shows you the power of a society. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is yeah. where Weishaupt or Adam, gosh, Adam, kind of was thinking so he's using the freemasons almost as like a blueprint and he wants that power and that influence yeah so he's that's the kind of level people he's targeting in his own country this is not obviously america now basically they were simply Paul Freemasons who kept their philosophy secret because it clashed with the church. That's basics, right? Mm-hmm. But the use of symbolism becomes like their calling card. You don't come out and say, hi, you, you remember that society? Because yeah. it becomes it becomes bigger and it becomes more outreaching. So more people become involved and then to identify each member, you kind of have to put symbols out there. And then if work's put out there, you put symbology within it. So people of the same order would go, oh, yeah, it's one of ours. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, boys club. Yeah. You rub my back, I'll rub yours kind of scenario. It becomes very powerful, very insipid, very sly without even realising it. Mm. So basically, it went from these five members to thousands of people, and they recruited from everywhere. It seemed to be quite a worldwide, well, Mm -hmm. a European-wide at least sort of Mm. thing. Yeah, definitely. Now, it became really popular, so staying secret becomes a little bit harder, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And actually, Carl, Carl Theodore who became the ruler of Bavaria in 1777, as she made it punishable by death. All right. <laughs> well, what does that do? Does it stop the Illuminati? No, of course it doesn't. Or does it go further underground? It goes underground. And obviously the person who's in charge, you know, who started all of it, Adam, thinks, 
Got to get out of Bavaria. So he yeah. moves to Germany. As you do. All oh, right. And he died in exile there. Oh. But people believe that it didn't end there, that this secret society continued um, underground, a lot more underground. And nowadays, oh, gosh, the Illuminati is almost synopsis with New World Order. And basically, the New World Order is basically that, um, what you were saying, that that one government over the entire world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, this, if you go... <laughs> A simple internet search has you finding members of this secret society, the Illuminati or New World Order, from everybody. I mean, you've got pop stars, you've got sports stars, you've got actors, you've got religious leaders, you've got politicians, you know, anybody that's got a lot of money, basically. You know, I think if if there is such a thing as a secret organisation that is running the world, you ain't going to find it on Google. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't done a very good job. <laughs> but they reckon that they're using the media to basically brainwash people mm-hmm. into into what? I'm not quite sure. Yeah. I don't know what. What are they trying to brainwash the masses into believing? <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. You, know, you ask any, yeah, you know, you sort of, it makes you stop and think, and then you think, well, what? Mm. I mean, one thing, when it first started, going back all those years with Adam, yeah, um, he was only 27, as we said, when he hit the, the, the deanage of the university, right? But they didn't trust anybody over 30. So if he was over 30, he wasn't going to get in anyway. Mm-hmm. Apparently. I mean, considering it's so secret, we seem to know an awful lot about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, generally, historians seem to think that it was only mildly successful, um, not overly influ- influential, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, so it was it was a thing. We know it was we definitely know it was a thing because of Adam. Yeah. We we know that we know it existed. We just think that maybe it wasn't as influential as people seem to think these days. Yeah, oh, it was just one of probably many secret societies that were floating around at the time. Mm. See, it's like with the Masons and the Freemasons now. You know, you we we know enough about them to know their symbols and symbology, but we still don't really, unless we're in it. We still don't know about their other secrets and stuff that mm. they might have. Mm. Um, I do know that going back into the war, World War Two and one, um, the Scout Association in um, Germany, it was actually outlawed that you couldn't be in the Scouts because um, obviously with scouting, it was set up by Baden Powell and Hitler see it as a an organisation to turn his youth against him. Mm-hmm. So they he banned it, and even today, scouts have certain ways to shake hands. Um, and I do believe during the the war period, there was even a, a more elaborate secret handshake that scouts did to tell other people that they're scouts. Mm. 
Not a hard one to infiltrate, though, the Scouts, I would say. No. <laughs> now, the modern day version of the Illuminati, or the modern day perception, should we say, perception's a better word, um, of the Illuminati. There are several people that have researched this quite an awful lot, right? Now, yeah. a guy called David Bramwell um, has really looked into this and, and looked at the origins of the myth, claims that the modern-day Illuminati legend was not actually anything to do with Adam, but rather by LSD. Oh, right. <laughs> right. So they're, all sort of, so they're all sort of doing LSD at their yeah. meetings and stuff. Well, okay. yeah, specifically a text called Principi Principia Discordia. Now, basically, it's an alternative belief system, Discordianism, which basically preaches, it sounds like punkiest to me, to be fair, um, it preaches a form of anarchism and gave birth to this movement. Basically, it wanted to cause civil disobedience through practical jokes and hoaxes, right? Right. Um, and one of the new proponents of this ideology, or ideology, ideology, it must again, isn't it, was a writer called Robert Anton Wilson, who wanted to bring chaos back into society by disseminating misinformation through all portals, through counterculture, through mainstream media. Right. right. So basically, wants to upset the apple cart. So yeah. there's a secret society that's going around causing all kinds of mischief and misinformation being put out there to cause this, right? So it basically makes the civilians unrestful, mm -hmm. discordant with the government, which kind of has happened, to be fair, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, civil war and all that, basically, is where mm. we're going with this. Now, he did this by sending fake letters. Oh, I love this when you start reading this. Sending fake letters to the men's magazine Playboy. He attributed cover-ups and conspiracy theories such as the JFK assassination um, and basically fed all of this saying, oh, got it from the Illuminati. <laughs> oh, dear. Right? So, you know, where did you get this information? Well, secret society. Yeah. Right. So, whereas it was just him. <laughs> right. Will, Wilson wrote a book called The Illuminati's Trilogy. That was a massive success. It even made it onto the stage in a play. Right. Right. Now, if I said to you, Bill Nye and Jim Broadbent. Yeah. Well, that launched the careers of them. They were in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, this idea of a powerful modern Illuminati conspiracy to rule the world now is a belief system out there. Yeah, you can see how it's evolved, can't you? Up to the 1990s, it kind of was just a few people who believed this. Yeah. But then, of course... With, and now with social media... Uh-huh. The internet changed all of that. Yeah. yeah. There is now the global platform across the planet to put forward evidence, talk about your beliefs, and it's a massive audience, and now it's grown. It's grown even more. Yeah, it's all like a counterculture, isn't it? Yeah. 
But it's all all started from, you know, Adam back in Bavaria just wanting to practice philosophy and didn't want to upset the church. Mm-hmm. And people's twisted it. To this guy who wrote a book in more modern times, <laughs> basically just wanting to upset the government and cause civil unrest. Yeah? Yeah. To now, this widespread conspiracy of the new world order new world order even where any any can't speak. <laughs> new well i can't even get the words out it's terrible <laughs> no right? now have you been affected by the new world order i think i might have been yeah. something is stopping me from speaking about this now the thing is we see regular summits don't we where you get lots of politicians and business leaders together to decide various great we're seeing this to do with the environment quite a lot yeah sort of like uh was it g7 that 12 year old little kids everywhere oh yeah oh you leave greta out of this i love a bit of greta well yeah i don't know why they bother sending her to school she always knows everything yeah she probably knows more about that i know she knows more about that than we do put it that way You are saying education. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she should be at school. Never mind all this protesting stuff. Well, she didn't want to go to school because she didn't like um, what was happening around her. Oh, well, no one wanted to go to school. They didn't use it as an excuse to get out of PE, though, did they? But at least she's doing something or trying to do something positive in the world. Uh, she still goes to school. No, she. I, oh, you leave Greta alone. I'm not going to get into that one because I think <laughs> I, I love our little Greta. I think go, good girl, go on it. She got up there in front of all of them people and told them off. Love it. Yeah. She went, How dare you? Get like up. anyone taking any notice of her. You'd be surprised. But yeah. actually, yeah, how Publicity cool is that? Stunt. A child telling off all these politicians and these business Publicity leaders. Stunt. Brilliant. Love it. <laughs> no filter. Yeah. Yeah. She hasn't got any filter. Love her dearly. Anyway, so when you start looking at, you know, there are certain things that that the big leaders, you know, the the really influential people do get together. And it does make you wonder what else is discussed. Yeah. Whilst they're mm. all together. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, they have like the G7s, don't they, these conferences. They seem to have one every other week these days. They always seem to be talking about something, you know. The problem I have with this is it does tie in a lot of other people. Right now, oh, gosh, Canada's, a former Canada's defence minister, Paul Hellyer, came out and claimed Mm -hmm. not only is the Illuminati real, but it does indeed control the world. Right. Okay. He believed the world's elite has suppressed technology brought to Earth. Oh, God. Got to bring aliens to the table, haven't you? Oh, the aliens are coming. Mm. It's all the aliens. See? Okay. You know. Well, it was... you know, if it ain't bizarre enough as it is, let's bring an alien to the table, right? That, that podcast yeah. was right after all. It's all falling into place now. Mm-hmm. Well, he said that this, you know, this technology that was brought to Earth by these aliens could reverse the effects of climate change and end our reliance on fossil fuels, right? When he was asked why that, was, that would never happen or why that hasn't happened, because, gosh, that's a big thing, right? 
Yeah. He said that many members of the Illuminati have stakes in oil and were therefore heavily invested in how well the industry did. Well, if I were them, I would start thinking about their investment because it runs out. It is not a renewable source. Once it's gone, it's gone. So Illuminati people out there, if you're listening to this, think about it. It's not a good business move, is it really? True. Start investing in this alien technology, right? Maybe that's where you should be thinking. I mean, who knows? Maybe they are. Yeah, I don't be. know. Maybe oh, I are don't the know. Maybe, but you know, okay. There's a lot of money in oil. It's made a lot of people very rich. It has, yeah, and, keep, and keeps a lot of people very rich. But it is something we all are, we're all aware of. Fossil fuels are on, you know, harder and harder. Well, yeah, they've been saying this for years, haven't they? You know, yeah. exactly. It's not a new thing. So if you've heavily invested that and you're a member of the Illuminati, very short-sighted of you guys. Yeah. Use your wealth to think about something of a new investment is my advice on that one. But anyway, Hellier's claim is, you know, out there and actually puts him as the highest ranking government official worldwide to do so. To actually come out and say something. Okay. Now, I have to bring this one to the table, unfortunately. I say unfortunately because in some ways I think it makes sense. In a lot of other ways, I think he doesn't. Because we have to bring Mr. David Icke onto the table. Right, yes. We all know David. Well, to dissect him. I actually went and saw one of David Icke's very early talks many years ago uh, when I was uh, living in Adelaide in South Australia. And, uh, yeah, it's a little... Yeah, you know, a little room. You know, there's only about there's only about twenty of us in there. A little, oh. a little hotel sort of uh, uh, conference suite. It was. Yeah. So I got to see him before he became really popular. Okay. And what was he saying? He was promoting his one of his first books, and the and and the truth shall set shall set you free, and. Uh, he was basically going along the line of he was sort of calling out, you know, the Bilderberg Group and uh, the Rothschilds, you know, a whole list of sort of these people that control the world, and then just left us to go away with that. You know, he sort of said these people are controlling the world, but again, that was that. There was no well, and what should we do about it? You know, there was no solution. It was just full of, uh, it was just full of, you know, sort of just talking about it a lot. Mm. Now, some of his ideas are a little out there. Um, one of those particular ideas was of <laughs> the super intelligent lizards in human guise. Mm-hmm. Lizard people, lizard overlords, right? Now, I haven't looked too much into that. I do kind of think sometimes there are sound bites taken from what he said that are maybe taken out of context. Yeah. In all honesty. Um, but he has a huge following and he does have a growing audience. I will say that he's become more and more popular as the years have gone on, right? Yeah. Yeah. And when you listen to him, which I've I've seen a few documentaries of where he's been speaking before they got taken down. That's it. I think the problem with David Icke is that he talks and then everybody watches it, but then they go, oh, we better take it down because too many people are watching this. 
and then that adds to his reputation. Yeah. Okay, got to take it down. Why take it down? Free, freedom of speech and all that, right? Give people a chance, you know, make, let them make their choices, right? Yeah. It, if there's nothing to it, why censor him? That's right. Makes you wonder, make doesn't you it? Think. To make you think, is there anything in it? Mm. Maybe there is. And maybe there isn't. And maybe there isn't. I don't know. But I do find him quite compelling when I hear him talk at times. He's very compelling. He's a very good public speaker, yeah. Very good. And he does seem to know things. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. On yeah. one hand, I think it's very compelling. On the other hand, I think, God, you know, it's so far-fetched. And if that's the case, then do I really want to know? <laughs> In my little bubble of my own little world. I don't know. He's, 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 a, weird, he's a weird one, isn't he? Yeah. And I do think you have to, um, if you're going to look at the sound bites, you do have to sort of look into it. And he kind of is ridiculed. Um, by certain people because of the you know they've taken this one yeah lizards and human guys factor um but again there's a huge following for that out there on the internet i don't believe our little queen because she's supposed to be one of these um is a lizard <laughs> in, in a human suit i just don't i'm sorry oh, no i, I don't believe that. barack obama is either i'm sorry i just can't i just can't <laughs> <laughs> but any big thing that happens the 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 people who believe that this is the illuminati um search for evidence of this in everything yeah. i mean they they look at you know we talked about symbols in regards to adam and stuff like that and we've talked about how christians used to do it back in today and stuff like that and so they look at like things like um, the American notes. The, yeah, the, that's always a, a, yeah. a favourite to come up, isn't it? Yeah, you know. C-I and That's yeah. right. And they say that all the American founding fathers were members of this Illuminati. Yeah. And that and, could be just a simple explanation of why that symbol's on there. I know. I mean, maybe... You do have to look at some of the symbology and think, what? How did they get that? Yeah. To be fair, don't you agree? Or, or am uh, I yeah, it's way of... off? No, no, I do agree. The symbology of the all-seeing eye is very old anyway and in itself, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know quite how far it goes back, whether it goes back to Mesopotamia or one of those early civilizations, I don't know, but I know it's quite old. It's the eye of providence, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And basically, it represents the God watching over humanity, right. basically. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that's that's what the eye is. I mean, you see the eye symbol, you know, in a lot of um, Egyptian. We talk about um, the eye of Ra. Yeah, the eye of Ra, yeah. And Horus, you've got the eye of Ra and the eye of Horus. Um, when we looked into, oh, we haven't actually done that show yet, the evil eye, have we? 
No, no. That's coming up soon. ahead there, everybody. But when we looked at that, you, there's that, and it's basically about God watching over you. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a very short show then. What? On the, the evil eye show? God yeah, watching it, over you. That's it. Good night, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's worrying, I think, is the trend. Now, in 2013, there was a, a poll, you know, like a survey done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 28% of United States voters believed that there was a secret power elite with a globalist agenda to conspiring to eventually rule the world through an authoritarian global government. Right. Okay. Yeah, I've just not started it yet. <laughs> oh, if this global yeah. government is going to kick off, then... Beyonce's going to be up there. Yeah. Jay-Z is going to be up there. They're apparently lords of the New World Order. Really? Apparently so. <laughs> oh, her yeah. half-time performance at the Super Bowl, yeah, was an example of her devil-worshipping choreography. Right. And that her, she talks about, when you, if you know about Beyonce, she talks about her alter ego, Sasha Fierce, which is basically who she channels um, to get on stage and and oh right yeah Yeah. i didn't know that i didn't know this i'm a bit sort of you know a bit square as someone might call me in today's music i mean yeah music scene i didn't realize she she sort of blamed an alter ego for her music (laughs) yeah now see i get this right i kind of get this as a performer not i'm not a performer but i can imagine a performer it takes a lot of energy. You have to have portray a confidence, which you probably don't portray in normal life, mm-hmm. right? So she's Beyonce at home. She's probably kicking back in her PJs with her cup of coffee and watching, I don't know, Oprah or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That is not Sasha Fierce, but she's on stage. She's flicking her hair around. She's doing her dance moves. She's very sexual. She's like, oh, I'm going to rule the world. And all that stuff that she does that's a completely different character to who she is at home right yeah 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 oh i get the sort of thing now having an alter ego i mean that's not exactly new in 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 the music industry you had sort of like uh during the 70s you had people like david bowie would do it as well wouldn't he exactly elton john would do it wouldn't he yeah, Kate Bush always used to say she she always felt that she was possessed when she sang. Yeah. Well, this is her demonic entity. Now, listen, we've changed in the language, aren't we now? We're now going from she is part of the New World Order and her performances are mm, kind of like evidence to help yeah. brainwash the masses and we get words like devil worshipping choreography and demonic entity Sasha Fierce and stuff like that right. coming in. We're getting sinister overtones now. Right. Yeah. We're getting into the nitty gritty of it. We're right? not getting into an author- authoritarian government ruling the entire world, which ultimately would be the best because that would be one government ruling every country and making sure that all citizens on earth have got their basic human rights, surely. That should be what uh, authoritarian government should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would be anybody who's living in, I don't know, Bali. 
pick a country, Bali <laughs> or Ethiopia to the UK to America. It will be that whole, the whole thing, the good of the world, mm-hmm. the good of the people living on it. Yeah, that's ultimately what you would imagine from a whole world government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To now, we've got a sinister overtone coming in. Yeah, yeah, the satanic sort of overtone. People are looking at this and trying to decode the real meaning behind her set, displaying and wearing symbols that help people remember she's out to help establish the new world order. Not being funny, love. If Beyonce is going to be one of the people sitting on the the government, yeah, you know, a little worried. Yeah. But then again, girls run the world, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, I just, it takes bike, it a step too far. But the reinvention of singers and stuff is not to be sneezed at. They, they're renowned for bringing all sorts of things, right? Egyptian symbology and her ring was said to carry satanic imagery, right? These are all apparently the secret symbols of the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Right? Crazy. Yeah, I just yeah. think people, I just think any artist, whether it be a, a poet or an art, you know, somebody who paints, a painter, or a singer, or a, I don't know, a filmmaker, they use things to create a reaction. Yeah. Put yeah. it this way, what it did for her was put on the front of nearly every paper. That's good business for her to sell her records. Yes, good publicity. Oh, yeah. Beyond that, I don't think so. I mean, I also think they do things to be controversial. And Rihanna, right? Good old Rihanna. Yeah, oh, she there as well. She Umbrella Ella, Ella, yeah, herself. Yeah, apparently she puts Illuminati images into her music videos. I can remember another girl that done it as well. I can remember sort of sort of a, they were dissecting a performance she'd done. Oh, I think that was a Super Bowl halftime performance. Oh, uh, she was married to Russell Brand for a while. Uh, what's oh, Katy Perry. Katy Perry, yeah. Mm-hmm. The one that kissed the girl and she liked it. She yeah. did. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jay Z. Yeah. Good old Beyonce's husband. He's been hiding secret symbols such as goat imagery, devil horns in his music video. His logo for his own music label, label is Rockefeller Records. It's a pyramid. Okay. Well, oh, wow. You know, it's a pyramid, everybody, right? It's one of the best known Illuminati yeah. logos, right? <laughs> Forget the three massive ones that are in the middle of the Egyptian desert. Don't worry about that ones, but the oh, ones no. that are on his logo have got to be the ones that signal the Illuminati, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and this is why I find it quite ludicrous. Yeah. When they start looking at things like this as evidence of the Illuminati, this is where I think, well, <laughs> your argument's not very strong, <laughs> is it? No. <laughs> Oh, dear. Now, because of these symbols that they use, I mean, even gosh, it, uh, it goes on. Put, you know, little innocent, little innocent, little, bless her, Taylor Swift. Oh, Taylor. 
Yeah. Mm. So what's she get up to then? Oh, the height is going to height, 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 height. It's what I would die. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's when she comes in on a wrecking ball, isn't it? Mm, oh, no, no. That's um, that's not <laughs> Taylor Swift. I don't know. That's Miley Cyrus. Uh, well, her as well, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All these modern singers, me and Paul, are a bit out of our depth here. <laughs> yeah, I'm old. And, uh, Madonna, my own, my very own oh, mistress of... I've heard of her, yeah. Yeah, Madonna, right? Yeah. Oh, satanic imagery, influenced by the Illuminati. I went to her one of her concerts, right? Yeah, littered, littered with symbology throughout it. Oh, totally God. littered. I've seen her twice, and uh, yeah, she's good, brilliant. Good show, but yeah, she is a showman. These people put on shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shows are there to evoke a reaction, emotionally involve you in the audience. You're not stood there just watching somebody do that. You you are emotionally involved in that performance. You are there yeah. for the music. You are there for the experience, and she or they. Because it's not just, you know, all the artists we've talked about provide an experience. You are paying a lot of money for a ticket to go and get an experience. And you come out of there and you've had that experience. Yeah. You're not brainwashed by the Illuminati. No. You've had an experience. That is what you're paying for, right? Yeah, absolutely. In, in my opinion. Yeah. But there strong. we go. On that note, we're going to take a quick breather. We're going to take a little break from this. And uh, we're going to come back and keep having a little look, right? Yep, absolutely. We'll delve deeper into the Illuminati. We're going to delve deeper. Probe into every orifice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, office. I can see any of the the Illuminati believers, like, absolutely... I did mean the office, the, the yeah. Illuminati office, mm-hmm. not orifice, wrong, wrong show. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Hello, Harry Price here. If there's nothing me and my friends enjoy more here on the other side, it is to sit back and relax and listen to the Paranormal Concept Show right here on the PAUK Radio Network. Broadcasting a plethora of interesting and informative content for all your paranormal needs. Find them across social media to keep up to date with forthcoming shows and all their other adventures. Hello, is there anybody there? And welcome back to the Paranormal Concept Show, exclusive to the Paranormal UK Radio Network. Now, before the break, we're delving into the world of the Illuminati, the New World Order, and conspiracy theory and all sorts of things. And we've talked about the fun side, really, haven't we? We've talked about, you know, the symbology people are reading into with famous stars out there and stuff like that, which... I'm reaching hashtag all I'm saying so and we talked about the level of sinisticism sinisters sinisterism that's the word that is starting to creep in now Mm -hmm. okay now going on from that this does lead down a more awful route really because 
we then start looking into other things. Right. We know, like, the origins of certain music um, genres became about an individual's voice. We talked about one voice can change things, right? Yeah. yeah. So certain genres of music become integral in giving people a voice. Hip-hop being a prime example. Yeah. They got up, they were talking about discrimination, poverty, the justice system, all of things that were relevant to the African-Americans. Mm-hmm. Right? So it becomes a voice for political topics. Yeah. Probably, it, yeah. Particularly that genre of music does. Yeah. It doesn't take too much of a leap to go into other forms of music being a soapbox for other injustices or other political forums. Mm -hmm. And this is why we then go into why people look at symbology with other stars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not totally jokey. It, 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 there is it, there is a founding for it because there is a precedence. Yeah. If that makes sense. So mm-hmm. there is other signifiers, I think is the word. Um, and one of the more recent ones which we've seen, mainly thanks down to our good old Prince Philip, the late Prince Philip, sorry, um, which is the black eye, the black left eye. It has to be the left eye. Right, and a lot of people have been seen with a black left eye. Now, this is this is becomes. We now are starting to talk ritual and initiations, which reminds us very much of occult circles. Yeah, particularly when you look at some of the symbology that they're now linking in: the goat head, the pentagrams the eyes you know all of things like that i know but it this is how it builds up this is this is the layers that it builds up on now i looked into this a little bit what i found out about the black left eye wasn't actually more it wasn't really to do with the um illuminati although this is where it started from it was supposed to have been initiation um ceremony of people that have linked their souls to this particular pathway, right? And this is where Satanist worship comes in and the darker darker side of it. Now, they say that the black eye thing is called soul sculpting. Soul sculpting. Right. Yeah. So it's a form of contract. All right. It's also known, apparently, as the Illuminati Shiner. So, basically, <laughs> if you get to the top of the Illuminati Pyramid, then you get a black eye for your, for your sins, for basically. Your for your trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, how is this black eye administered? Does, do they get something to whack you in your eye, or do they paint it on? Or No. <sighs> this is where it gets crazy. All right. And scary. Apparently there is a hormone called adrenochrome. Right. Right, that gives you a high, basically. Mm. And it is only produced in the human body at 
your peak of utter fright. Okay. And it is produced in children. Right. I see. <laughs> so we're now getting very not. We're getting into total different realms here, aren't we? And yeah. believe it or not, this thing gets administered into the eye. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, so these people pay lots of money for children to be tortured, basically, so they can withdraw the adrenochrome and then get it injected into their eye as part of the initiation ceremony to be part of the Illuminati. Right. Although the black eye itself has actually been associated as the devil's mark for years. I mean, it goes back to ancient Egypt. And, it, I mean, God, the black eye... Uh, the black left eye represents the moon and the sun god Horus. And, you know, th there's a lot of other things, right? Yeah. That, you know, sim the symbology, symbology behind it. Yeah, there's a lot of symbology behind that. But that is where the conspiracy theory leads when you look into that black left eye. It's an initiation ceremony, which is to do with adrenochrome, which then gets into child trafficking rings and child torture and all that kind of horrible stuff. That is then produced adrenochrome, which then gets put into the left eye by choice as a form of initiation into the hierarchy, the higher levels of the Illuminati. Right. However, I would say that these days we have plastic surgery. Yeah. So people that have black eyes, possibly it could be more to do with cosmetic surgery than anything to do with that. Well, especially amongst, if this has been sort of noticed amongst the rich and famous, I mean, yeah, I mean, plastic surgery is like a pastime to them, right? Yeah, it? they've got nothing else to spend their, spend their money on, have they? That's what it is. The thing is, I've, I did look into this a little bit. This is where Pizzagate comes in and all this from what I was talking about earlier. It grows and grows and grows. Do you see what I mean? So we've now gone from a secret society, we, we, we just... We've got satanic rituals in, we've got initiations in, we've got child abuse coming in, we've got this adrenochrome coming in, we've got, you know, it's now really bad. We're now not yeah. talking like a little high work new world order, are we? We're now talking like it is it is just disgusting, quite frankly. Mm. Yeah. You know, when you start looking at what is being put out there, is any of it relevant? Well, I looked into it a little bit. I don't like to go too deep into this because it does deal with nasty things that I don't really, I know mm -hmm. it goes on, but I don't want it in my face kind of scenario. Mm -hmm. um, and adrenochrome is a thing. Oh, right. It is actually a thing. It is. Whether or not it's produced by children under the most horrific circumstances, I don't know. I didn't go too far down that road. No. Um, in in this, but I mean, there must be easier ways to terrify children than just get them after London Dungeon or something, you know? Yeah, but mm. the extraction process is stuff like that. It's really nasty stuff. Yeah, I must admit, I've not heard of it before. So yeah, it is. So the problem is, it really does strain my my. I'm not saying there aren't horrible, horrific rings out there of people. I'm not saying child trafficking doesn't exist. I'm not saying any of that. I think they do. I think it needs to be broken. But whether or not it's all part of this 
Illuminati. I don't think so. I don't think this is a thing at all. No. Yeah. Well, I hope it's not. No. No, it's it is. There's weird. It is too weird. Yeah. I mean, when these various stars are asked about it, you know, they kind of go, I suppose you've made it if people think you're part of the Illuminati. <laughs> you know, oh, I must be up there. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I don't know. Rumours still abound. People still talk about it. You know, very cagely talk about it it's almost like they're scared to so mate again that leads to you thinking maybe there is something to it i don't know yeah i don't know i mean you go into things like when prince died you know prince the symbol should we call mm-hmm. him I'm yeah, not quite, just, yeah whatever, purple yeah. rain kind of guy unfortunately he died in the of an accident or overdose but there was a faction out there accused the Illuminati of killing the singer-songwriter. So we've got a conspiracy within the conspiracy here um, because he was fiercely protecting his copyrights and artistic freedom, didn't want any industry interference, and the Illuminati obviously wanted to employ all these big stars because obviously that's a way of getting their message out to the masses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Prince was like, no, 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 you ain't doing that, boy. It's my music. And they was like, well, you ain't going to play ball, we'll kill you. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure that that holds water for me. Who knows? Is I it mean, that got... much of a bigger, big person that if he didn't join, they'd kill him? Wow. They want to get a message out, you pick on the biggest stars of the day, and he was one of the biggest. Yeah, yeah. but even still, he weren't the best. Doesn't matter. I didn't like his music, but that's me personally. <laughs> you don't have to be the best to be a massive star, do you? No. In all honesty. You know, I mean, he did go out and talk about powerful mystery figures controlling the world through chemtrails. Yeah. I mean, the chemtrail conspiracy theory is that basically that they put, um, I don't know, something into the engine fuels that gets expelled when it's used and that's what you see in the sky and that's designed to lower our immune system i think is what it's all about oh right yeah i didn't quite know what the pen travel i've I've heard of them and sort of and it helps to manipulate human behavior dumbs us down the same as fluoride in drinking water mm-hmm. is supposed to dull down our uh, make us more compliant yeah. make us not question things make us animals basically with no individual thought or you know the slave race yeah the that we already are <laughs> going well then i know it gets tied into QAnon. Um, now, basically, oh dear, QAnon sought to tie in loads of conspiracy theories um, ranging from, God, the Titanic, sinking of the Titanic to the CIA propaganda program in the 1950s. 
um, to do with the US Federal Reserve Bank. Oh, gosh. Basically, all of these things, Illuminati <laughs> City Centre. Well, they're pretty busy, aren't they? His obsession, or its obsession, because I don't think it's one person, is obsessed with the Illuminati, the Rothschilds, all sorts of paranoid, reaching kind of conspiracy. It ties it all together and says it's all to do with the Illuminati, right? Um, which is this secret society, New World Order. Yeah. Okay, he's still going, apparently. Oh, right. He talks about false flags. He talks about... um, He talks about um, setups, like, you know... um, Right, when you see... I've been seeing this quite a lot recently, right? When something big happens, let's look at um, one of the terrorist attacks in London. Yeah. Right? The media are legally allowed to reconstruct using crisis actors to basically make it seem like that they were on the scene at that exact moment in time and had that testimony from that police officer or that uh, health worker or that victim, right? right? They're legally allowed to reconstruct it, right, with crisis actors. Yeah. If they haven't got the footage. Yeah. yeah, and make it look like it's real. So this is where, you know, like you see a piece of news footage and then somebody will say, oh, I didn't see that person, didn't you see that person at that particular, that other bombing? Isn't that funny? Well, there yeah. is a thing called crisis actors. You can Google it, right? You you could be a crisis actor if you want to. And it's to do with me, it's to do with, like, press, you know, media. Yeah. Right, and it's just a way of getting the story, a new way of getting the story over for dramatic impact right, um, to make it, if something's horrifying, then you want people to be outraged by a terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. So, right, yeah, I have heard of the term crisis actors, yeah. yeah. I never realised that it was an actual thing. It's a thing. It's not mm. hidden. It's out there on the media. It's not a surprise that you might see the same person in several different pieces of crisis acting footage. You know what I mean? It happens around the world. It's not a bad thing. I say it's not a bad thing. I do think it's a bad thing, but it's a thing. Right. But people have said that this is a government-controlled thing to make us believe. Like, So basically, it didn't happen. They're just making you believe it happened. Yeah. Right? And it's designed to cause the masses outrage so for example um right our perception say against muslims mm-hmm. and al-qaeda and things like that is being carefully scripted and fed to us in a way that that yeah, makes propaganda. us propaganda to make us accept and support the government in any action they take against those bodies Right. right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it didn't happen, but they're sort of driving a, a agenda to us, and they're using crisis actors to do this with, right? Mm-hmm. Which isn't actually the point of crisis actors. The point is to reconstruct things that happened 
if they haven't got the footage themselves. So right. it's not, I can see both sides to this, right? It's, it's something that's quite innocent, but has been twisted. Yeah. Something, yeah, it's something it's not. And that's the conspiracy. Exactly. To, to drive an agenda against certain bodies. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying our kid is right. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying I'm using that as an example. Do you understand? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I can understand why people would think that if they see the same actor in several different pieces of footage against this particular yeah. uprising political body, particularly mm-hmm. one that isn't seeing to the New World Order agenda. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so... QAnon then sort of ties this in as a false flag. So it's like a false flag as in it didn't happen. It's just a a media-driven propaganda. Mm -hmm. But we saw this in the Second World War, didn't we? We talked about this in the Second World War. Yeah. There was a lot of propaganda, yeah. I mean... um, News and all that, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. It was geared up to say, we're winning and, you know... Like get giving support to our troops and you know sending out the positive message that we were actually winning. Yeah, and also bad things against what the Germans were maybe doing. Yeah, possibly doing like eating dead bodies of soldiers was yeah. one of them that came through, and the photograph had been doctored to make people believe that that's what was happening, yeah. and it caused massive outrage. Support for the war increased. Rather than, uh, and it was done at a time when support for the war was flagging. Yeah. Because we were heavily, you know, taking heavy losses. People were losing their loved ones left, right and centre. So they sort of released this and it increased support for the war because, God, the Germans, horrible people, right? Mm-hmm. This is back oh, in the First World War, I think this was. But they doctored the photograph, which was actually transporting animal you know horse carcasses which they were using for glue and um the hair was being used for fabrics and all that you know they were they were using the the corpses of the animals um not the soldiers but they doctored the photograph to make it look like that and they did that deliberately black propaganda it's well known um there are many different examples so they did it in a positive way Angel of the Mon, oh, we've got God on our side. The angels came and, and yeah. saved our mm. men. And then you had the black side where it's, oh, the Germans are bad, they're doing this. Oh, my God, they're nasty. Yeah, they, Do you know what I mean? They eat babies and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there's there's a lot of that that goes on. And it is um, a way of, you can't deny, it does have an effect on the populace. When you're losing support for something, to do something like that, it does increase support for it. So it is a way of manipulating the masses, right? Yeah. It is. And it, it obviously worked. It works. But, but you know, it doesn't stop from... It's no, more, but I want to point out, there was a lot of good things that come out of the war, um, especially like from Germany, especially with the uh, medical advances they were making. You know, the, some of the advances they, they made back then, okay, they were cruel, but we still use them today. Yeah. The methodology is what's at question there. Yeah. That's the problem we have with that. It's not that it's not 
oh, can you say it's positive? I don't think the people that went through the atrocities um, would say it was positive. I'm no, glad it, didn't, I don't, glad it didn't go that, to waste, that their yeah, lives meant nothing. With what, with what they learned from, from doing those atrocities, that it actually had a positive outcome on thousands of people that it has actually saved. Yeah. So, I mean, I know, obviously, at the time, it probably was, well, definitely wasn't very nice for that actual person. But what they went through, we learned from. Mm-hmm. And the whole world learned from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So rather than, you know, saying it's an atrocity and should never happen again and all this sort of stuff, well, yeah, it was terrible, but we've learned from it. And that's really the best that anyone can ever do. Mm. And ever say. Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. That one is a difficult one. But this idea of manipulation of the masses to gain support is not a new idea. I do think over the years it's got more sophisticated (laughs) to drive certain political agendas, whether or not that's because of a New World Order Illuminati scenario. I don't know. What do I know? Little girl in a corner of the UK <laughs> looking on the internet and reading books of other people's research. In all honesty, where can you go from that? What difference can I, little old me, make in the grand scheme of things? I can go down to my polling office and put my X in the box for the person I want to be in power. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, to make those decisions for me. For my country, not for me, for my country, and hope that they are the best decisions for protecting my way of life. Yeah. And that's kind of the best I can hope for. And be kind on a daily basis to the people around me. Yeah. Basically, that's the influence I can have on the world. Isn't mm-hmm. it? And that's Definitely what every, well, yeah. every single individual has got to do. Be kind. Accept differences. I'm respectful of everybody's opinion. I don't believe in conspiracy theory to some of the levels that I hear um, a lot of the time. But I will have a look at it. I'm not going to be closed-minded enough to not. Yeah. But I am also prepared to make my own decision on that. And just because I don't agree with perhaps somebody I'm talking to opinion doesn't mean I would disrespect them for that. But I do think people take things too far and see evidence where there isn't any. Yeah. Uh, Conspiracy theory, if you sort of get into it and uh, sort of subscribe to it, you know, it it can engross your whole sort of perspective on life you know it can give you quite a skewed look on life it can it make you very paranoid yeah i mean i have to say um a few quite a few years back now probably 10 plus years i stopped watching the news mm-hmm. yeah i stopped reading newspapers it was making me anxious because too much was going on that i couldn't in I couldn't control, I couldn't impact on. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't, I was getting anxious over worldwide concerns that, that, you know, upset me. I think it's 
the media is not a bad thing in itself, reporting the news, but I think they should balance it a bit more. Put some good in there occasionally, would be nice. Would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to really, I don't really care about what Superstar has done, I don't know, eating for breakfast. I care about good things as well as, you know, it was important we saw the famine that happened in Ethiopia. That drove in a huge movement from the music industry to raise funds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bob Geldof, um, that concert was just, I remember watching it as a you know as a young person, um, younger person, <laughs> and it was a huge achievement, raised huge amounts of money, and hopefully impacted in a positive way the situation that was happening in Ethiopia. That's something we can do something about. Yeah, that is a human helping other humans. And that was done on a scale that we'd never seen before. No, uh, up until that time, yeah, live aid. Mm. Exactly. Even down to that horrible record that they play every Christmas, Feed the World. So every year, <laughs> every year. Um, but it raised a huge amount of money, huge achievement. A lot of people come together from the music industry and put a force for good out there. It was, yeah, to raise awareness. To raise awareness, to raise funds, to help other humans. Humans helping humans. I certainly don't think that... Yes, there are horrible people out there. We've seen it, Hitler. Number one. Do you know what I mean? We see that there are people that aren't kind and caring and loving to other humans, whether they've met them or not in the world. But me, myself... That's all I can do. Yeah. Is that, if there was this new world order, surely they would want to help people because that's who they want to control. Ah, uh, this is where they I wouldn't have... want to kill you off, would they? No. Because otherwise, they'd have no one to control. Well, there is that, but there's also that level of if it's all about money and power. Like I say, we're out there earning money, paying our taxes on just mm. about everything, two or three times in some cases, and that's how they're getting it. Yeah. Their money and their power. So why would they want to? I, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I find it all a but bit. But yeah, if they, I mean, if they were gonna leave people to die, then surely that's less money they'd be getting. And if it's all about money, surely the more people about to control the more money you're going to get. Mm. So it would be in their best interest to feed the world. I don't <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. But I've seen over the last year and a half, um, I've seen some wild and batty conspiracy theory, or what I would consider personal opinion, everybody, <laughs> um, conspiracy theories. We got accused on one of our shows that we weren't woke. That we were woke, yeah. That we weren't. He thought no, we I were, but listened to the show and decided. I do all that we my weren't. shows asleep. And I didn't understand really what he was. What is this woke? Mm. And if you are woke, what are you doing? You can protest. Yeah, all right. You can go out in the streets and protest. You can do that. 
But you do that in a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid. It doesn't make sense to me. No. But then you don't believe it's true, so there's no risk in your head. No. I suppose. So if you believe, I suppose that's where it is, isn't it? If you believe it is all fake, all this pandemic and everything, you believe it's fake, then there's no reason why you shouldn't go out and protest it. Isn't that the whole point? Protesting (laughs) that you're leading us astray? True. (laughs) Yeah, I don't need to protest. I've seen it. I know it's real. I know it exists. So why am I going to protest against it? It's just Mm. stupid. In your personal opinion? Well, no fact. I've seen I've seen people in the wards and that are dying of COVID. I know people that's died of COVID. So it's not opinion; it's fact. It's there. They believe that the figures have been manipulated. That it's not been, as... From what I've seen, I can only go on what I've seen, and mm. I know it exists, and I know it's there. Whether or not it's in the thousands or millions of deaths due to COVID, I don't know. But I, I've seen people die of it. And just based on the few that I've seen die, I know it exists. Mm. So there's no point me protesting against it because it is there. It is mm. there. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of those, isn't it? It's what you believe. That's what you believe. That's what you've seen. That's what you've witnessed. That's what you think. You know what I mean? But other people believe differently. And because yeah. they believe differently, they... Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and of that's course. fine. But mm. what also they've got to realise is if they're protesting against it, and it's not real and it's all fake, and then they start getting ill because of it, it's their fault, as far as I'm concerned. That is my opinion. Mm. Mm. Let's take this in a slightly different angle then, the alien side of it. Do you think alien technology has been recovered and has been used to advance our human technology? Um, We've back-engineered it basically and we've used it. Because you have to admit... Technology has advanced very quickly in a very short space. We have, yeah. yeah. There, there is this sort of, you know, the last sort of uh, hundred years, technology has sort of advanced twofold. I mean, there's certainly been a quickening of that. Uh, yeah, but is it... Is whether it, it's... Is it I, in, in, um, the technology that's advanced or is it us and we're just in this space of having another evolutionary jump yeah i mean this would have happened in the industrial revolution as well they had a real speed up of uh technology and then it sort of you know sort of slumped a bit and then we've come into this phase where we where it appears we are having a an increase in technology but is it alien uh i don't i don't think so i think we we don't give ourselves enough credit if we think it's uh alien intervention 
Yeah, see, I mean, there, there was a time when the human race had, like, no intelligence whatsoever. And then we had that big evolutionary jump and we learned about fire and our own self-worth and stuff, you know. And every so often we go through this where we have this extra surge of intelligence and we create new things. So is I it... can see what you're saying there, Paul. I mean, the the whole sort of like human history sort of like that is sort of been it sort of runs like the tide it comes in and out I mean, yeah and we do have surges when we do appear to make advances really quickly we seem yeah. to be having a tsunami of yeah. advance yeah and uh using that, that analogy that you know then that's probably down to the sorts of stuff we are we are inventing, you know, AI and stuff. I mean, surely, uh, a, you know, and that comes off the back of the invention of the computer and stuff like that. And you can see it's probably we live in an age where it's a lot easier to advance than what it was before. Yeah. It, it's a lot less manpower intensive. So it's, it, where, where does that then leave mankind? Well, we'll just keep yeah. advancing. There's all sorts of stories about AI, isn't there, and stuff. That's probably a whole, a whole other conspiracy theory. We'll, and, we'll just keep advancing until we're our, we're our own gods. <laughs> we can't all be gods, though, Paul. So maybe there is a hierarchy that we'll end up being the gods, and and us lesser people will become less. I mean, I have to say, I do think humanity itself is becoming a bit of a problem that we're overpopulating the planet right and the resources yeah. on the planet that's clear well mm-hmm. we just got rid of a load now now that's my medical sense of humor mm. Mm. not too much <laughs> right naturally it happens that there was there was an experiment done with mice and they pro they provided a utopian um environment for these mice all the food they could eat all the comforts that they could eat you know plenty of things they could run around on and stuff like that and um they introduced i think it was two breeding pairs um and eventually a hierarchy was formed and fertility rate went through the roof but then all of a sudden it dropped and they ended up being uh, extinct in themselves it's a really well-known experiment. Yeah. Right. And that's they have used that as a social um, what's a magic uh, blueprint for how this could go for the human race. And we have seen in recent years fertility dropping, fertility rates dropping in the Western world. Yeah. Naturally. But then we interfered with that with medical advances. Mm-hmm. Artificial insemination comes to mind on that one. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, things like that. So, is that that that's an experiment that was done with mice, and they've recreated that experiment several times, and the same thing happened each time. Mice started fighting against other mice for hierarchy. Then you had this superpower of um, mice, <laughs> male mice, <laughs> like gang leader mice. Um, and then the I bet you even started... had biker mice from Mars, didn't you? Yeah, biker mice from Mars. No, 
you had um, mothers starting to eat their, their babies. Yeah. And then the fertility rate dropped. Honestly, it's thoroughly interesting when you yeah. look at that particular experiment. And if that is an indication of how it could go for the human race, we're on borrowed time anyway. Oh, absolutely. It's fascinating. I do find all of this quite fascinating. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there is that, again, another conspiracy theory that the alien grains are us from the future. Yeah. So it could just be a selective few are going to ascend to that um, evolution. They really need to pick yeah. who they're abduct, uh, who they're doing abductions and experiments on a little bit more. Then, <laughs> yeah, don't they, they, they yeah. don't seem to be too fussy, and who they get is usually some guy from, from you know, from the outback somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, Ronnie. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Well, I think, the, I think the problem is you've got too many threads interlinked. They've they've tied too many threads interlinked. Yeah. They're entangled too much, and. When you entangle too much, you can't spread the strands out. It's very hard to untangle the different threads that probably are totally unconnected, but then they become like a, it all twists in and doesn't kind of make sense. Whereas if you looked at one thread and followed one thread, you could probably understand why certain decisions were made or um, certain perspectives were made or whatever. So, but because you've got, Again, we talk about this in the, I said this last week in the, regards to the paranormal. You've got too much, too many factors to be able to put it into a scientific experiment and cre yeah. recreate the results. And I think when we look at these kind of things, there are too many factors and too many ideas and too many individual thoughts being interwoven to make it into something that's twisted into something it's not. Mm, yeah. But certain threads could well be true. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, there's so many theories out there. At least one of them's got to be right. I think, you know, when we followed the Illuminati through from um, from Adam through to what, what it is today, um, I think it's got twisted and muddled and, like I say, too many threads to it. Yeah, you know the black eye and the symbology that they use, and the this and the that, and the stars and the, you know the the characters that are supposed to be involved in this. It just gets too goddamn much, yeah. and then they bring aliens into the equation, and it's all backed up by this redacted CIA document, and then this secret document from some and some and so and so, and then you've got people using things like the crisis actors and black eyes and other you know varying conspiracy theories all wound up together and people looking at information that backs up their confirmation bias you know backs up their their theory with confirmation bias should i say yeah. and then what have you got left you've got a whole pot of crap quite frankly and in that crap you might have flecks of diamond that you'd never see because it's too much else going on. Yeah. And this is the problem we have with this particular subject. You can look at the moon landing. 
you can look at the Kennedy assassination, you can look at Roswell, you can look at those, but the more deeper you get into those, the more it starts entwining with these other things and you start thinking, that's not what I want to know. Yeah. I want to know, was it Oswald up in the the thing, the building? Book depository, yeah. Book depository, thank you, that's the word I was searching for there. Or was it the CIA agent on the grassy knoll? You know what I mean? Because that's so far back in history now. Yeah. That's well, what I want to know. Do I care if we landed on the moon? Eh. Didn't really do us any favours, did it? Didn't lead us anywhere. We landed on the moon. Woo, got back. Yay, great achievement. Not taking anything away from that achievement. But what did it actually gain us as a human? Knowledge. Of? Cosmos. It just proved we can do it. It just proved we could do it, exactly. Yeah. A fantastic achievement. I'm not taking away the achievement out of that. Yeah, yeah but and the it's, courage it's, as well. It's led to the the next step, which was the ISS space station, and then that's going to lead to a base on the moon eventually. Um, yeah, I, I think you know, it's it's a long timeline between the events, mm-hmm. but we're pushing forward to what end? Space travel, right? Space, space exploration. Yeah, well, they did say Carl Sagan did say. I believe it was Carl Sagan for the human race to survive. It has to become a space a spacefaring uh, nation because we're not going to be on this planet forever. Wow, there's a conspiracy all to itself, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's a funny one. It is a funny one, but as for little old me sitting in my little corner of the world, living my daily life, no disrespect to any of the achievements made by anybody in the scientific field, fantastic achievements. Little old me, without that mm. level of brain power, it doesn't mean a lot. Yeah. The only way it would mean something is if they do you know an asteroid is going to wipe out the planet it's going to save me and my family thank you very much yeah i really do appreciate that yeah providing your pick to go on their little spaceships i won't be little me won't be will i Oh, that would be a few years. Yeah, they they might want you for your crystal expertise. I really don't think so. I think there's many geologists out there that way outline my knowledge of crystals. <laughs> well, I don't know. There might be some scientists sitting there right now going, "That Kerry Greenway knows her stuff." I do know my okay. stuff in a metaphysical way. <laughs> yeah, see, we'll have her. <laughs> when we get to, down to microbiology and stuff like that, and microgeology, eh, not so much. Yeah, you don't have someone out there listening and going, we'll have her on our ship. No, it's not going to be me. And to be fair, I'll probably be dead by then anyway. Well, to be fair, I think we all will, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be safe and secure and stable in my little world. And that's kind of it really and if that doesn't make me if that makes me non-woke if that makes me 
blinkered and lemming-like and one of the masses, then so be it. So be it. Yeah. Well, see, I don't get this woke crap. That that I don't understand that criticism we got. No, personally. that's that's not even proper English. And if they ain't answered that, then they're not woke. Conspiracy theory is one of those worlds that is very is a great one for conversation at parties and very diversive. And people will fight tooth and nail and argue it out all across the social medias from different perspectives and will read things in totally different ways to the way you possibly will read it. All I can say on this one is, gosh, what a mixed ball of threads um, is uncovered when you start looking at this. I don't know quite what to make of a lot of it from what I've researched. Yeah, there's always a little grain of truth in a lot of crap. But is it for us to decide? Is it for us to be able to actually do anything about? I honestly don't know. Mm. Now... What have we got new? What's new in the world of the paranormal concept? Uh, oh, we're going on the investigation next week. We are going on. We're going back to our lovely roots of our ghost trail and going <laughs> out on an investigation to see if we can capture anything that we might yes. be able to explain as anomalous. So Looking I, forward I, to I this feel one. like I want to go back into my little world of the paranormal normal yeah, I've got a few gadgets I can bring along as well. I've, I've stocked up on a, on a couple of gadgets, so we'll have a bit of fun. Hopefully we will. Yeah, brand new location. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a new blog up. Yes, we do. Yeah, Kerry's blog is up. Uh, I shared it Slice onto the Facebook page. It's on there, and plus it's also on our website, which is www.paranormalconcept.com. That's right. And uh, you will also, and if you have a look around there, you'll find we have books and all sorts of lovely stuff in a complete back catalogue of our shows. And actually, not really anything to do with conspiracy theories, thank God. Yeah. No. <laughs> We're very thin on, on conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. We, oh, like, we like mythology and folklore and history and ghosts and spirits and all yeah. that kind of stuff more than conspiracy theory, to be fair. <laughs> but interesting and tends to link into the paranormal world in its own little way. Its tendrils even reach into that world. On that note, guys, I think we've kind of exhausted this topic for the week, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Can we not do this again? No, we've done it. It's done. Dusty, we can put it away now. Yeah, let's let's put it at the bottom of the box, never to be found again. Yeah, a bit like a bit like astrology. No, I like astrology. We I know, know you do. We'll do that next week. We are not doing astrology next week. <laughs> On that note, say good night, guys. Good night, good night guys. guys. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.